Diane Feely writes, can't wait for your thoughts on this one with a series of emojis. Hashtag you killed it. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the sleepiest podcast about the challenge. <laughs> we are, of course, talking about the Challenge USA finale. And my goodness, there is going to be a lot to unpack, Sheldon Alexander. This is a big boy episode of the Challenge finale. And I mean, or of You Killed It, because it was a big episode of the Challenge USA finale, episode 11. And I remember thinking last week, wait, why is this only episode 11? And it's going to end, but it's because it was a two hour episode. And hey, got to get back to the Mass Singer or whatever other crap they air on CBS next week. But um, Sorry, she comes out blazing just, just early. Just, just firing rounds at my girl Jojo Siwa. I am ride or die for Jojo Siwa. I don't know who that is. Oh my god, Sheldon, um, you know, it's tough being the younger, hipper one on this podcast. <laughs> well played, well played. I, I see what you did there. Um, but yeah, this is the You Killed It podcast. And I want to give the reminder right off the front end. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, all the other fun stuff, wherever you get your podcasts, because there's rumors of the next challenge season about to start soon. So you just want to make sure that you're around, that we're back in your eardrums, breaking all that down, wherever you get this podcast. Like us, follow us, all that fun stuff. You know, we're up on Twitch now. We're on YouTube still, you know, like that's how you support the movement. That is this view killed it pod because we are supporting this, which is a challenge. And I'm going to ask you a question right off the front end because I'm fired up. I don't know what just happened. It's like the camera went on. I was like, mm. and then the camera went on and I'm like, okay, I've been waiting to talk about this for as, two days and I'm fired a, up now. As a wise man once said, when we do it, we do it like we're doing it for TV. Ooh. go for it Shelly that's oh that's a big you you cut to the, that you got me with that one that's a great line I love that I want to ask you did you like this finale I did okay I did too okay let's get to this and I want to okay it's two episodes right but yeah, essentially a, we can like speed, we can speed through what happens in the first episode right like we know that I mean, there's a lot going on no 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 there's a lot going on but like there's certain things that we can like, we know we need to highlight. So first off, a lot of things that I thought that were very important that need to be mentioned, right? You have to finish to keep what's in your bank. I think that mm -hmm. part right off the front end was very, very key. And they emphasize that over and over again. And I didn't really understand why. I obviously thought it meant that some people weren't going to finish, but still, you know, we'll get there. We start with the women's elimination talk, right? Enzo is crying to, and talking to Kayla about how Angela's still in the house. And, you know, he's, he's so mad. Why is Angela still here? Nobody even likes her, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, because she wins? That's yeah. how you avoid. He's like, why did she get to go in the elimination? It's like, because she wins. And she's not going to put she, herself in the elimination. Because <laughs> she that. crushes people <laughs> in the daily. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, from the hop, it was very clearly explained. Like episode one, you can get in either by like you can make the final either by winning dailies mm -hmm. or going or winning an elimination. 
Angela chose the simpler <laughs> route. <laughs> right. Um, one thing I want to point out off the front end, we will talk about Danny a lot in this episode, but I want to bring something up. Danny says, I play for my wife, Kiki. I play for my, my daughter, Zoe. And I'm thinking, hold on. Zoe got a raw deal. How are we just really hearing about Zoe now? Everything was Kiki this, Kiki that. And I'm not mad at that. I get it. I understand it. That's wifey. Cool. But I really feel like Zoe got a raw deal until we finally see him calling home. And Zoe starts dancing. And we're like, yo, where was Zoe the whole time? Yeah. Give Zoe us more Zoe. You know, we're both journalists, and there's a phrase in our industry called burying the lead. And that's because when you're writing a news story, you're supposed to start with the most important piece of information. Mm. Yeah. Our guy, Danny, he's been burying the lead. Zoe mm. is cute as heck. Yeah. She can't even talk, and she's dancing. Stop. Like, I was, I was excited to, for Kiki to make an appearance on the challenge because mm -hmm. she like let's let's be honest kiki had more of an impact on this season than david so oh, yeah. i'm glad we finally got to see her but like as you said where's where's been the zoe love and i'm not saying danny doesn't love zoe i'm just saying he didn't mention her i guess it's because zoe is too young to offer advice to him on <laughs> his reality tv show it's probably too esoteric a, a concept for a baby but damn <laughs> We needed more Kiki and Zoe. I would have liked this show, like this entire season of the challenge, 10% more if every episode featured a call, just Danny calling Kiki and Zoe, just checking in. So a couple of things, a couple of things I want to add on here, right? So one is the fact that I'm looking back in hindsight and thinking, wait, we finally got to see Kiki and Zoe. Should that have been a telltale sign that, wait a second, Danny's going to win? But then again, no, because we saw Angela get a call from Tyler, which was, I mean, yeah, that was something. I, I, I had there. I have we'll thoughts. Oh, there's a lot of thoughts. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of thoughts. But I also know you have thoughts about the daily challenge here, right? I do. Getting tired, which, ha, 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 there's a play on words because you got to like, you're really tired, but then you also got to get tires. Ha, 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 ha. I, I see what you did. As someone who loves to overexplain jokes, because I think it's funny to overexplain a joke, I felt so close to TJ as he as he broke down what is a very obvious joke that no one laughed at because it's not that good. No. I was TJ in that moment. That's my life. You've been around me long enough to know. I love explaining a joke. I think it's funny, even though I don't think anyone else does. Yeah. So, Except apparently TJ Lavin, BMX. I didn't superstar. find it funny. And to be honest, I think I was so tired that I didn't even make the link of, oh, you have to get tires until he said it. I was like, okay, cool. Let's move on with these proceedings. But anyways, <laughs> we have this great daily where it's nighttime and everyone's tripping out because it's nighttime and they woke them up to have the daily at night. <laughs> anyways, you have to swim 500 meters. Then you have to run, climb up a hill, uh, get to an old house. It's like an old army base. Yeah, it's an old town. Yeah, and then there's basically all these like, not only mannequins and stuff, but there's also all these tires, which each tire is painted a different color. Every color is worth a set amount of points. The higher the point value, the harder the puzzle is to get said tire. The person with the most points at the end wins. Now, the big storyline here is that 
two things. One, this whole thing lasts two hours. So that's a long time. And every time you get a tire, you got to run, what was it, like a mile back? With a kilometer. The tire? A kilometer back, sorry. With the tire. Now, the big, big, big thing here is obviously it's a women's elimination. And Angela becomes this, the centerpiece of this storyline here because she makes a decision with Tyson that they're both going to run and go to the 20-point tires. That obviously has the most difficult puzzle. Tyson breezes through the puzzle. He gets his 20 points. He's off and running. He's going to do other things. Angela makes her decision and she sticks with this puzzle. And I got to be honest. I thought she was taking forever and everyone else is running around getting like five points, 10 points, whatever. And she's staying there focused on the 20 point puzzle piece, but she's struggling on the puzzle. I thought they were setting us up and this was actually going to work out for her until they showed that she spent an hour and a half at this puzzle. At what point, Mr. John Chidley Hill, should she have just packed it in and switched up her game plan? I'd say the 30 minute mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Because like, I think in total, well, yeah, I think each tire on average was taking probably 20 minutes, but her, the tire she was going for was worth 20 points. So like Mm -hmm. you can give it like an extra, like you've already sunk the time sort of thing. Mm -hmm. She should have given up on that like that when they said like oh yeah no like hour 45 mark i was like what are you doing angela like borderline throwing angela. the comp- <laughs> borderline throwing the competition you know like i'm on one this morning i'm sorry i apologize no it's great i love it um i also i gotta i gotta point something out here and like it only occurred to me this is just me spitballing it's just as i'm like reviewing my notes and chatting with my guy sheldon alexander that i have to ask where's tyson in all this i did think about that too yeah because tyson knows how to solve it and tyson's not dumb tyson and it's a knows, woman's elimination yeah tyson knows that if angela loses there's no politicking she's going into elimination and then obviously like they're in trouble so i just i don't understand why tyson didn't like swing by and it's just like listen you gotta do this (laughs) you know and also i'm gonna point out at one point because i noted this down he does a puzzle like justine's in a room Mm -hmm. working on a puzzle she's struggling tyson runs in does the same puzzle runs out and doesn't disassemble his puzzle and even turns to her and says remember this and like points to it basically saying yeah cheat off of me yeah so he's not that just like justine's not quite the enemy but like Mm. she's not quite an ally either i'm like you're handing out freebies while you know angela's struggling and the only advice competition the other thing is the only advice he gave to angela was just keep moving them around you'll figure it out (laughs) not helpful (laughs) my guy thanks tyson so and the other part too hold on hold on let's go further with this though right because the, the real thing is if Tyson helps Angela to not lose and to win, he guarantees, as you said, that she's not in the elimination. And also it has no detriment to Tyson's game at all. Like, yeah, yeah it's less money that's in his bank because he doesn't win, but you're at, you're right at the last elimination anyways, before the final. So the extra, what do you get for winning 2,500 bucks for winning the daily 5,000 for winning the daily? What is it? Five. I don't know. 
five. Cool. The extra five thousand bucks in the last competition in which you have to then finish the final anyways, like it should be worth it to you to give the $5,000 to uh, Angela so that she doesn't, I don't know, maybe get eliminated. But my other question is, I don't know who came in second last. Do we have any idea? Like, I don't remember uh, if it I'm, wasn't Angela, who would it have been? I'm pretty sure it was Alyssa because that is oh. raised as an issue later. Oh, well, hold on. But that's not a real issue. That's just Sarah being salty. Just Sarah, just Sarah being Sarah. But Alyssa, I'm 90% sure, was second last. Okay, okay. So, fair enough. Tyson and Dom. Shouts to Dom. Got to give him credit. Not my favorite person on the show by any stretch. But nope. he ties Tyson for first with 52 points. Give Dom credit. Great job by him. So they end up tying, which I think is very key. And then Sarah got 42 points. So Sarah wins for the women. There's a tie between Dom and Tyson with 52 points. And to me, I think that the producers here did this on purpose to like add, have some added drama about how this would play out because now it's a a vote essentially in terms of who's going to go into the elimination. But I think that once I saw that it was going to be Tyson and Sarah, I would have just made it be them and just lied and been like, sorry, Dom only got 50 points because that drama of Sarah and Tyson just going at it and them not being able to come to a conclusion that would then force like a house vote or just something that's just more exciting. TJ on the spot, you know, that moment where you're standing there at the elimination. Well, if you guys can't come to an agreement, then I'm going to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And those moments are electric on the challenge. As soon as they announced, oh, Dominic and Tyson are co-winners. We don't have uh, a tie break in place. And Sarah also won. I was like, oh, I see. And my immediate thought was, oh, this is producer fuckery. Like, this is... Yeah. But then I I took a breath. uh, And I was like, you know, the thing is, the competitors know how much points they each had personally so like all it takes that's fair right like all it takes is dominic and tyson to be like well i I had like there's it's verifiable you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like there's no timing or anything yeah um i had the same thing it's just the format like i don't know how they would fix it right maybe on the cbs one because you're dealing with a lot of people who are new to the show they would have been too thrown off by wait a second tj just decides that's kind of dumb not realizing Mm -hmm. the history of you know yeah this is a thing that happens it's tj show and we've seen so many twists and turns in the different seasons of the challenge that yeah let's do this you know this is kind of just how it runs um so yeah Tyson has a weird Tyson had a lot of weird lines in this episode and they I mean, really made him look bad in this. Ep- I, I shouldn't say they made him look bad because he said the things that he said, but <laughs> he says, Oh, just keep growing that wealth gap. The rich get richer. And it's like, you know what you're saying, right? Like, I know yeah. what you mean, but like, you know what you're saying. There's another way for you to say, Hey, I just keep piling up the wins, piling up the money. It was just so weird look. Am I I'm the only so, one that found that strange? No, I'm so glad that we're on the same page. But the very first episode of the season, you and I were both like, we don't know about this Tyson guy. But he won us over, especially mm-hmm. when he swam 
was it cachet that was on his back yeah he swear like he really won us over tyson undid at least for me undid <laughs> all that goodwill in this episode i yeah. thought tyson was an asshole and a weirdo from start to finish and like condescending and just the worst like in my notes every so often i'm like and people like this guy so like this is the guy that people are like oh i'm so glad to see more of tyson imagine if tyson was in your like regular day-to-day life like that's the standard by which you and i often judge people on the show would we have a beer with them i would want to fucking punch this is like the annoying coworker that you like don't tell about your after work plans so y'all can bitch about him <laughs> afterwards like i don't understand the appeal at all give me drinks with enzo yeah right like i could probably get along with dominic i'm not a big dominic fan but like i could for sure hang with him i could hang with angela Alyssa. i don't think i could hang with sarah i'm being honest i think if things turned to politics we would not get along yeah but like most of this cast i could get along with but tyson is so condescending and like i want to ask you something though i want to ask you something though we'll deep dive into it at the very end but someone one of our one of our listeners sent us an article with a lot of tyson in it i'm assuming yeah i did not read it you did it's an interview so did this interview influence a lot of what you're saying now Uh, i'm just asking it made it worse so i was okay. already feeling this way I'll, okay we'll get there we'll get there after no no no. we'll get there after we'll get there after i want to deep dive into the article okay. after because i know it'll it'll get us into a thing but there's i want to just finish through this this episode okay is okay, that cool fair. Okay. yeah that's fine so I'll allow it <laughs> so angela loses she's right into the elimination but here's the thing all of the girls want angela to go in like there's the montage of that but none Mm -hmm. of them actually want to go against her to take her out. So I thought that was pretty funny. We had this whole argument that breaks down between um, Tyson and Sarah and Dom. And that whole debate goes back and forth because obviously Sarah wants to throw in Alyssa. Tyson wants to throw in Kayla and Dom to me just wanted to enjoy having the power. He wanted yeah. to feel more so than, than throwing Angela in against Alyssa. I think he just enjoyed having the power over Tyson and wanted to show like, oh, you've been running the game the whole time. Well, I'm going to make a decision because I'm just as good as you. I, I think that was a movie made instead of actually making the smarter move, which was putting in Kayla because you can't convince me that you would rather run in the final with Kayla than Alyssa. You will not convince me of that. I am actually surprised to hear that because i would have wanted kayla over Alyssa. no no and i'll tell you why because i believe that the skills in um amazing race are more translatable than Alyssa's big brother right i agree with that no i'll give you that and so because like they eat gross stuff which she mentions later on Mm -hmm. they eat gross stuff on amazing race and there's more running like they're not doing like marathons like they do on the challenge, but I thought it was a more translatable set of skills. Uh, at, at, at the very least, even if Kayla is not as good at it, at least she'd be more mentally prepared. Mm-hmm. Was my thinking. No, I'll give you um, that. That's fair. But I do agree with you. Dominic was enjoying the power trip, 
the problem is this power trip's way too late. Like <laughs> things are basically settled, and like this is just like the only two agendas are Sarah hates Alyssa and Angela, especially Angela, mm-hmm. and Tyson likes Angela. Like that's that's the only there's everyone every other beef is settled. Mm-hmm. So there's no like Dominic doesn't have really a best interest. Like I think given your your reaction and my reaction, we could say that it's like a toss-up between Alyssa and Kayla. So and, like and it, you know, further to your point as well, when he does announce Alyssa, he says the reason is because he made a connection with her the latest. Right. Mm-hmm. It came a little too late. The connection he made with Alyssa or like the relationship building that he had with Alyssa in terms of gameplay and strategy and all that. So you're right. I'll give you that. I'll give you I'll, I'll say you're right from Dom's perspective. Me personally, I still want to run with Alyssa because I just think Alyssa is a better competitor. But who knows? I don't know. Like, we obviously don't know the answer to that because we still haven't seen either of them complete a final. Yeah, I did want to say that (laughs) that this is a different dynamic than last week, Mm -hmm. where the women had a a legitimate uh, concern about running a final with Enzo. Like, it's my point is that, like, getting rid of Enzo for sure a concern if you're a woman, whereas if you're dumb, it's six, like, it's it's not that big a deal if you have Kayla or Alyssa. It's not Enzo-level disasters. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. So this means we end up getting Alyssa versus Angela in a pole wrestle. At first, I thought, you know, maybe Alyssa might have a chance because I thought maybe she'd be a little scrappy. And in pole wrestle, we've seen before, it's not about the biggest and strongest person because there's a strategy to it, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought Alyssa had the right idea where she said her grip isn't as big or strong, but she had, I thought she had the right idea of keeping it closer to her body. But mm-hmm. I mean, Angela just won very easily. This wasn't even really a contest. And I will say it was the first time that I genuinely was like, oh, I think I might kind of like Angela because she showed a human emotion. Mm-hmm. we respected Angela. We bigged up Angela as a competitor, said she was a beast. She ran the house. She dominated the house. She was running things. But the moment where she breaks down at the very end of that elimination, where, you know, she's crying as she's hugging Alyssa and Alyssa's telling her, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You could tell that she felt bad about having to send home Alyssa right before the final, because the, the other part that we didn't really get enough of on this version of the challenge, but if this same cast was on the regular version of the challenge, we would have gotten way more scenes from Angela talking about how, well, my only friend in the house for a long time was Alyssa. Most of the other girls, right? Like we got a bit of that, but we know that if this was the MTV challenge, they would have dove deeper into that whole dynamic of how most of the women in the house just, dissed Angela, didn't like Angela, were tired of Angela and jealous of Angela because she was dominating the game. So what did you make of the tears when Alyssa gets eliminated and Angela is just crying? Sorry, I got to say something. I started laughing because I read the next part of my notes, not because I was laughing at Angela crying. And I'll get to the what I'm laughing at after you go. Okay. I I liked it. 
you know, I don't dislike Angela. I, I no, you know, I'm not living with her, nor is she dominating me in like competitions as she was everyone else in the house. But like, I was actually, we sort of glossed over this, but I was surprised that she is engaged to Tyler from Big Brother because I, I mean, they're both very attractive people. So like on that level, they're, they're for sure on the same par, but she just has such a different vibe. Like she has a killer instinct that he does not. And like, I like Tyler. Yeah. Um, But I, I did like find them it. a weird couple on that season of Big Brother. I did. That might be one of the last seasons of Big Brother I watched. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think back, but like, I remember watching that season of Big Brother and I remember thinking, this is a weird couple. Like the, the vibes that they both give off, right? In terms of, he seems to be the laid back, chill surfer dude. You know, yeah. probably, you know, high every day, going to rip some waves or whatever those dudes would say but and uh angela <laughs> i got you sorry it makes me laugh whenever i get you um and angela just seems kind of sometimes very comes off as kind of pretentious and kind of like stuck up you know and like yeah. the girl that thinks her shit don't stink for lack of a better term those are the vibes i get from angela sometimes right so how those two things connect i don't know but obviously those are just our perceptions from watching them on a television show right yeah. Well, what I was going to say is that I liked this moment because you and I have, I think, rightly been down on people who over celebrate and, you know, mm. perhaps make a throat slashing movement and yeah. stuff like that. A gesture, not a movement. Yeah. And this seemed really weird. I thought it was, like this really shamed those other people. And it's authenticity. I don't think she was faking. I think those tears were absolutely real. Mm-hmm. I liked that she immediately picked Alyssa up, hugged her, was, I think, genuinely upset to see her friend go. I expect they'll be real-life friends after this if they weren't already. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I also like the, like, energy of not even, like, addressing the crowd. Yeah. There was no anger. There was no, like, oh, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. So, I also yeah. liked borderline light of the episode tj like you know explain everything turns angela goes well angela it's all your fault (laughs) that's definitely i think that's up there for my line of the episode i can't remember right now if i wrote something else down because you know there's two hours and there was a lot happening and all that fun stuff but that's actually what i was laughing at when i was saying (laughs) angela's tears because like Again, we're used to TJ, so I could see how it comes off weird to someone who's just now tuning into this show because it's not Jeff Probst or whatever my guy is that my guy's nope. name? Yeah. And it's not whatever it's not Julie Chen. So no. um I see how it might throw people off, but that was amazing, right? Just trying it. to make her cry was pretty funny. Shouts to TJ, because that's what TJ does. Significantly, um, Ben mm-hmm. hurt himself in the daily. Yeah. He yeah. tripped and fell, which is, uh, I mean, old age. And he, his shoulders messed up. And like, f- after that injury, he is visibly favoring his shoulder. Yeah. He gets it checked out by a medic who says he's okay. Although there's like a bump in his shoulder, which I'm no doctor, but there shouldn't be a bump there. No. And he says 
they have him checked out by a doctor. He flies. He shows up to the final. It's final day. They're up in the mountains. And as soon as they, like, get settled, TJ says, Ben, I'm sorry you're not medically cleared. Yeah. I, I did have a question about Ben that I wanted to ask you. I've been meaning to ask it all season. And, and I feel like I'm going to get some hate for this in the in the mentions but how do you feel about cowboy hats because i almost instantly dislike someone who's wearing a cowboy hat when they are not (laughs) out like handling cattle what it just it just it rubs me hold on how are all cowboys just catching strays here like what but is he a cowboy I don't know, but it it's a choice. Like, I don't know. Are all dudes that wear baseball hats baseball players? Like, I don't know. No, but a baseball <laughs> cap, I feel like it's such oh. a it's to wear a cowboy hat mm-hmm. in a non-ranch cowboy setting is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like when he's lined up with all of these other people. <laughs> And he's wearing a cowboy hat. Do you yeah. honestly think, like, can you imagine if your guy Ben, because mm-hmm. I know you're a big Ben stan, apparently, if he's running the fucking challenge final while wearing a cowboy hat? I don't. <laughs> would you not think he's the most ridiculous person you've ever seen? I don't think that he'd be wearing the cowboy hat to run the final. He wasn't wearing the cowboy hat during daily competitions, right? Like, what are we talking about right now? I just, what, I, I feel like there's a, a hidden story that we need to do. No, follow there's not. I, about like some instance that you had with a cowboy somewhere. Like, I don't know what's going on here, but like the slander, just the strays that all cowboys are getting here for some reason, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm completely unaffected by anyone who decides to wear whatever hat that they choose to wear. I have absolutely no thoughts or opinions or feelings on it. I'm just like, okay, cool. I guess you're a cowboy or something. I don't know. I don't know. I just like every time it doesn't happen often in Toronto, but every so often I'll see someone always, you know, a man of a certain age and a certain race walking around the streets of Toronto wearing a cowboy hat. And it's like, okay, partner, like, ease up there. Uh, I want to find it again. I want to find the clip of a cowboy, a cowboy podcast where they're chirping dudes wearing baseball hats being like, okay, how's your double play turn going? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I have strong Uh, opinions about this in general. I I I find it hilarious. I I don't know the backstory. I definitely, there's no backstory. But I want people to write it and let us know what they think of this as well. Yes. You know what? Let's take it to the people. What do you think when people wear a cowboy hat in a non-cowboy setting? I'm so like, listen. On. Is your you take to... here that hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on? Is your take here that cowboy hats should only be worn like on a farm or like riding a horse, or a, or like if you wore one to a the country Calvary music stampede. show or the Calgary Stampede, that's fine. It's mm-hmm. like I don't know if I agree with this take. If you saw someone wearing a bicycle helmet when not wearing a bike no would you not think they were eccentric totally different why it's a bicycle helmet serves a purpose like a bicycle helmet serves a purpose like if you fall off the bike 
I feel like a cowboy hat, there's a level of style that comes into play. I didn't say, I wasn't making a comment on the good or bad nature of said style. I'm just saying that is a, it is a stylistic choice of how someone chooses to represent themselves. And instead of like a, a toque or instead of a cap, instead of a dad hat, which I choose to rock right now, um, some people rock a cowboy hat. I, I don't know. I, I'm so unaffected by this, but I'm so interested in, it, in why cowboys are catching strays from the corner of Mr. John Chidley Hill. But well, let's throw it, let's throw it to our the you killed it listeners. Yeah. Where do you stand on wearing cowboy hats when you are not actively a cowboy? When you How are do you not know in, Ben's not actively a cowboy. When he's running the challenge, come on. <laughs> what? He's not rustling cattle. No, Come but on. I mean in his normal <laughs> life. Like I don't know what Ben does on a Tuesday. He was a on Marine. a Tuesday. Um, yeah, he was a Marine. We know that. I I will say, I have other hot clothing takes, and I'll make it personal. It is as many of our listeners know. I am a golf reporter. I'm a golf journalist, and I always think it's hilarious. And I mock other golf journalists for wearing golf shoes and golf pants and like golf shirts when they're covering golf like i'll always like give them a nudge in the scrum or whatever before and i'll be like you know they're not gonna ask you to play right like just because you're like they're not gonna be like oh that golfer didn't show up if only someone is wearing golf gear like i'm <laughs> like i have i have these opinions in me Sheldon. you do realize that that is counter to everything you just said about the cowboy hat no, I'm saying the no, same they're thing. not playing golf. They are at amongst the golf culture. But they're not going to play. No, no, I understand that. But like cowboys that go watch like, I don't know, the stampede, they're not getting on a bull. They're sitting in the crowd. But they're also not like participating. I don't know. It's I have these takes. What is happening right now? Cowboy hats are stupid unless you are actively being a cowboy or in a cowboy adjacent setting. And the challenge is not that. Doing a confessional on a reality TV show is not the time to be wearing a cowboy hat. One we know your balls, Ben. One might argue that CBS as a whole and who they who uh, CBS markets to is in fact cowboy adjacent. Let's start for another day. Wow. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so the algorithm is back. Yes. You get a new teammate for every checkpoint and you cannot leave your teammate behind. If you quit, if they quit, you quit. Again, if they quit, you quit. Just repeating that. Um, again, I'd rather have Alyssa over Kayla, but story for another day. Wow. Ben is gone, so each woman will have a checkpoint that they will do alone, which I think completely screwed over all of the women in this elimination because it would be com a complete disadvantage depending on which checkpoint you were doing on your own. Completely not fair, but hey, yep. what else were they going to do? You couldn't let Ben run. You couldn't, like, there was no other option. Right? I, like, I don't know what the other option would be. I genuinely thought they were going to do the algorithm and whichever woman was solo dolo was just going to be automatically eliminated. Oh, that would suck. It would suck, it would but have been like some crazy 
outcomes though and i mean essentially the same thing happened if you were partnered with denzo for the first round so So the first (laughs) round uh, they have to swim to short uh with their partner through freezing cold water then do a puzzle um and the partners are danny and kayla danny and kayla dom and angela tyson and justine desi and enzo and sarah alone and i mean Justine says, swimming is Tyson's element. And Tyson says, well, one of my elements. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I did love, shout out to the producers. when they After that moment, after Tyson being insufferable, mm-hmm. they do a slow-mo of them doing the potato fries. You know what I mean? Okay. And I suppose for our listeners, I should say, you know, when you like bump fist, but then explode your hand, potato mm-hmm. fries. That's uh, so terrible. And what do you call it when people do that? So can we, let's keep it. (laughs) (laughs) But they do it in slow-mo because Tyson absolutely fumbles doing it. He, Mm -hmm. his, his fries are too late. His fries got burnt. Yeah. But the big thing that happens obviously in the first leg of all this, and normally for the record, normally we would go through and we would break down each and every single um, checkpoint in terms of who's in first, who's in second. All that fun stuff. But you know what? As we all know, this doesn't really matter because we all know what ends up happening. But we will say the big part of the first checkpoint was Enzo. This was one of the worst things I've ever seen in the elimination because, or in a finale, because it was the first checkpoint. And I understand we've seen people who can't swim before. But like, you got to try, bro. And he didn't even try. And he was like screaming help, but you could tell it was a fake help. Like it wasn't a real. Yeah. And so like you weren't feeling in danger. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like that kind of help. And poor Desi is like swimming behind him saying, hey, just hold on to me. Like, just try. Come on. I need you. Just float. I need you. We got to at least try. And my guy's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And to me, it's like. What a jerk. There's no explanation for that. I feel so bad for Desi. Enzo is such a chump. He talked so much smack. Talked so much smack about when people, when he was getting mad at people for wanting to put him in the elimination. Remember all the, the hissy fit that he threw in the prior weeks because Angela wanted to put him in the elimination. And when she said, no one wants to run an, an elimination or a final with you. And this is why. And you would think that my guy might've like, I don't know, taken some of that to heart taking offense to some of that and instead he goes out and does the worst thing ever now listen i'm not the strongest swimmer okay i'm not saying that i'm the strongest swimmer by any stretch but you're wearing a life jacket bro like you're not gonna sink so unless you start cramping up unless like something major like that happens which my guy didn't even fake an injury right which he could have done right he just quit that is whack that is the wackest of the whack, whack, whack. And I know so much more quitting ends up happening. And I know so much else was, was bad in this finale, but that is the worst thing I've ever seen. No, sorry. Second worst thing I've ever seen. We'll get to the worst thing that I've ever seen. Oh, I love that. Oh, what a take. What a preview. Um, so yeah, as you said, Enzo's gone. I felt bad for Desi. She, you know, I thought she would have been a contender. Mm-hmm. I thought she was stronger than uh justine and maybe could have surprised us you know maybe could have given angela and sarah run for their money 
so I was sorry to see her go. Uh, I, if I were her, I would be fucking livid. Like I, I, would, I have a serious beef. Yeah, I would have massive issues. He wasn't even that apologetic either. No, it was well because you know a what jerk. Because he he knows that he was lame, right? Like everything about what he did afterwards is someone who knows that what they did was selfish and shitty. Yeah. Um. It, then the next one is gross eating time, mm-hmm. which I have to say, you know, maybe I don't understand the science of it, but I mean, I can think of dishes where I would eat an entire onion and maybe not that much garlic but a lot of garlic yeah uh i was surprised to see them vomiting i actually thought that the lemon juice would be the worst part of that although maybe angela was onto something because she like diced up her onion and garlic and then like poured lemon juice on it and mm-hmm. she seemed to be and it was like the acid will cook it slightly or break it down or something yeah i don't, I don't she, she had, had some, some whole thing about it but i also think the funniest part was the proof is in the pudding everyone kind of laughed at her for yeah. her whole way of going about it like sarah was chirping her but then angela finished before all of them so i mean yeah cool i guess it worked and kayla who was also chirping angela was also last um i thought that was funny but the funniest part too was also tyson after watching angela win and tyson in this round was partnered with sarah he's kind of like oh and now she's done like angela just beat you like and he's trying to be calm but he can't be calm because he's just a jerk so anyways after that you run off you have to remember a number solve an equation and danny i'm only bringing this part up because not much really happens other than um dom farting in justine's face which is come on bro i mean so i have two first of all we're skipping over what is my real line of the episode well okay justine goes I have the best vomit of everybody here because she had, I guess, I don't know how to describe it other than a thorough vomit. Like, it's clear her vomit was a a deeper vomit. I think you know what I mean. That works. I also, listen, it's not great that Dom was farting and burping. But also, you know, I get why it's happening. Yeah, I think he should have been like, hey, Justine, walk ahead of me. Like, I think that would have been the polite. And just been like, listen, it is what it is. I just ate some fucked up stuff. <laughs> Sorry, but it is what it is. Uh, I don't see there how there's any way around it in that situation, though. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird flex by him for sure. But I mean, uh, I did bring up this part, though, because the numbers and you had to remember the numbers. And I thought Danny had the best. Uh, way of doing that because he was using numbers like yeah. player numbers jersey numbers That's and he's smart. Like, three times eight is what 24 and whoever is who's his partner at the time i don't remember he's like oh no 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 not 24 kobe bryant kobe bryant and then they just mm-hmm. kept going i was like i like that Shouts i kobe. think that's really smart super smart um so danny and angela win that part then it's tyson and sarah and then justine and dom then kayla Give her credit for not quitting as she struggled so hard after making fun of Angela's way of trying to eat the onion. Uh, Kayla didn't quit. She almost did, but she didn't quit. Checkpoint three. Um, 
solving more puzzles. You get to memorize 10 numbers between you and your partner. Tyson is super cocky about how easy everything is. Meanwhile, Justine is all alone for this one, which is super difficult to do on your That own. would suck. But this like, is what this, I mean. It's so unfair, right? Like of all the, you're right that every woman that had to go solo on every stage, it sucked for all of them. Like it just, mm-hmm. there, but this one, I, I don't know how she, I mean, she timed out on this stage, but yeah, I don't know how any one person could do like memorize those numbers and like in one trip. Yeah. And then as, when they got there and they're like, yeah, you have to add up the numbers and then start decoding it. Imagine having to write out those numbers that you memorize by yourself mm-hmm. on the ground and then start adding them up. Like forget crazy. about it. Like crazy. But now we get to the main, not the main point, but a main point of this episode, because the next checkpoint involved, it's nighttime, you got to stay up late, you got to move dirt piles from one pile to the next, right? You got to move a dirt pile across the field using a wheelbarrow. And again, this part sucks because if you are the female contestant that is by yourself, you got to do it by yourself. And this time it's Angela. Now, she does acknowledge that her pile is less than the other contestants who have two people doing this. And the theory is, you know, while you're doing it, the other partner's sleeping. So if you're Angela, you're not going to get to sleep. And so she thinks that she is being strategic. And she's like, you know what? I'm just going to, like, remove myself, take the L. I'll take the the L in this one. I'm going to go to sleep and just rest up for tomorrow. And she goes into her tent. In that moment, my question to you is, did you think that she was quitting and thus going to be disqualified? Like, as it was happening in the moment while you were watching it? I, in the moment, I didn't. In the moment, I was like, oh. you know what? That, I, in the moment, like, you know what? This makes sense. Oh, I was, okay. I was, like, I was like, okay, yeah. Like, if you, if you just say, like, yeah. I'm going to be last. Like I'll be the last to leave the tent the next morning or whatever. Like, cause like, I guess she was assuming that they would have staggered exits from yeah. that stage or something mm-hmm. like that. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like I get the logic of, I'm just going to rest. And like, that's how I'm going to like take advantage of the situation tomorrow. Cause okay. this is an unwinnable situation. Okay. That said, <laughs> when she is disqualified the next morning, I also understood that like it didn't even occur to me that she'd be disqualified and then when she was I was like yeah you know what is the difference between her and Enzo in this moment in the moment as it was happening as I was watching it I wrote so Angela quits like that was the the thing in my mind like I used the word quits as I was you know writing this down while watching it isn't she going to be disqualified? It's not fair that she has to do it alone. I get that. But also, she has less dirt. But I hope that she would have asked someone in production, is this quitting and will I be disqualified before you decided to pack it in? That's what I thought. And maybe that's just from my like production thought process or even being used to the old challenge where we know that there's a relationship between the contestants and the producers where they will ask the producers certain questions about each challenge because they're trying to find every little loophole, right? 
but I thought she definitely would have asked. So the next day when TJ has it and they do the cliffhanger going to break the way that they cut it, I was also like, Oh, I think they're trying to set us up for her being kicked off, but I didn't think they were going to do it. I thought it was going to be a, a, a straight, like they're just going to lie to us and, and penalize her or whatever, which I thought would be unfair because she quit. There's no like mm. if ends or but about, about it. She quit. So they kick her off. And I think it's okay. She's an LVP of, in the history of the challenge to me. Okay. The history of the challenge. This is wow. the dumbest move I have ever seen in the challenge. How do you not ask if you decide to throw this challenge? Is this considered quitting? Will I be disqualified? You got to ask someone before you do it. You can't just do it and then be like, well, I'm not really quitting. I'm being strategic. Couldn't Enzo have been like, well, I'm not quitting. I'm being strategic. I'm just going to get on the boat and let the boat bring me in whenever the boat's ready to come back into shore. Like, what are you talking about? And so you don't ask anyone. And then on top of it, when TJ asked you the next day, you didn't even try to like come up with a, a good excuse of anything. You're just like, well, I was trying to be strategic and save all my energy for the next day. And it's like, don't like, how would that be fair? And what if everyone else just decided, you know what, we're all going to throw it and we're all just yeah. going to go to sleep. Like wow. it doesn't make sense. LVP dumbest move of the whole challenge, because here's the thing. There's so many, even if you just pretended for a bit that you were trying to move it, which we saw her, she did go back and forth a bit, but then she kind of just threw her hands up. You know what I would have done? If that was the situation, I would have kept moving it a little bit more, been more tired, and then just like passed out on the rock hill and slept outside. Because, hey, I tried and I just like passed out. That's not quitting. You tried. You're still on the hill. You're still actively trying. I'm going to get up every couple hours, move a couple more, then I'm going to lay back down. There's some, there's a way around it that if she just asks, ask a camera guy, ask the PA that has to stay up and, and monitor what's going on. Ask a producer, wake up a producer and ask them. The fact that you would just go to sleep in the middle of the challenge while everyone else is still up working and you thinking, oh, I'm just going to be strategic and throw this and just do that on your own is completely ridiculous to me. Now, maybe someone's going to message us and be like, well, actually, this is what happened and blah, blah, blah. Until that happens, this is my take. And that's where I'm at. Well, this brings us to the article in Entertainment Weekly, an interview with Tyson. Hold on. Can I say something first, though? Can I say something yeah. first? Let's, because we know what happens, right? Everyone else ends up quitting, except yeah. Danny and Sarah. So we don't even really, like, they're racing up a mountain. Tyson quits. Everyone quits at certain points. I think I have an idea of what happened here, but I will let you go now. Okay, so this is important. They get to, uh, they have to keep, they go solo from mm -hmm. this point on. No more pairs. They're all solo. Mm -hmm. They run. They get to a puzzle, which is sort of a classic, like all these weird shapes you have to fill in a hexagon. And at first, the people that you think are going to be leading are leading. Tyson's leading, followed by uh, Dominic, followed by Danny. Danny passes them because he finishes it so quickly. Uh, and I'm uh, sorry, Tyson passes them. But then the next stage is they have to do a Sudoku. Mm -hmm. No one can complete the Sudoku except for Danny, who does it really quickly. And like mm -hmm. he's not motoring when he's, when he's moving. To his credit, 
and I noted this, Danny never stops moving, which goes to show you what a mentality he has as a former professional athlete. Never, he slows down to not just a walk, but a slow walk, but he never stops moving to his credit. Mm-hmm. He does the Sudoku and he, as far as I can tell, beat everyone possibly by hours yeah. because they all quit. They, none of them can get through the Sudoku. Sarah is way behind. She ends up timing out on the puzzle where you have all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. She gets to the Sudoku. No one's there because they've all quit. She does the Sudoku. She keeps going because she's like, well, you know, at this point I'm competing for the $15,000 in my bank account. Can I just she say gets- for the record yeah. at this point, I did not believe that at all watching it live. No? No. Watching it live, I was like, they definitely told her that everyone else quit. And like, if you finish, you'll, you you'll make it. Like, I thought yeah. that whole final scene when she climbs up and she's like, oh, where is everyone? I thought everyone left me. And then Danny's like, there is no one else. She's like, what? Really? I thought that was bad acting. That's just my, that's just what I thought watching it live. But I'm also the dude here. People will know that I'm always looking for the conspiracy theory on the challenge and the producers trying to trick us. I'm always looking for that. So that's just what I thought. So in short, Danny and Sarah win and they split the $500,000. So they each get $250,000 plus their winnings and like that they'd accrued over the course of the season, which for both of them was actually not that much because she only had $10,000 and I think he had 14,000. Don't quote me. He had more. I can't remember the exact figure. So I just, before we get to this article from Tyson, because it's going to take like five minutes. Yeah. yeah. I just, when you saw that, what were your feelings? Like, what did you think? When I saw how it ended? How it ended. People quitting, Danny winning, Sarah winning, like just thoughts and feelings. Let's just give that a couple minutes. And then I'm going to talk about the Tyson article because it's, it will so I'm not sure it'll change your mind, but so at first I was kind of like, okay, Danny gets there. He passes everyone. He wins. Okay. The Sarah thing. I was like, okay, this seems really weird, but at the same time, I'm going to give her credit for quote unquote, sticking it out. Because even if it is, even if the producers do come to you and they say, Hey, everyone else has quit. So if you make it, you win your money, you win half a million dollars. And she still goes through and actually like climbs the rest of that mountain. She still climbed the rest of the mountain. Right. So like more power to her, even if like the whole storyline aspect of it is fake. So I give her credit for that in terms of everyone else quitting to me, I was like, you know what? It makes sense that Danny would be the one that would make it through because this to me is the perfection that I've been waiting for that emphasizes what the actual challenge is in comparison to what this show is because the whole time we've been watching and we're like okay yeah this is kind of cool and i get how they dumbed it down for mtv but the or for cbs part of me but the finale is still the finale and if you want to run the final there's so much talk and they always emphasize tj's final tj's final tj's final will people quit a lot in TJ's final, this happens. And so they didn't dumb down the final. And instead I would dare say, this is probably one of the hardest finals we've seen because of the weather aspect and it being freezing cold. So wet and wet, exactly. Which makes it even more cold. So the fact that all these people quit to me just shows you shows new viewers to the show. Oh, this is what the MTV challenge is like. 
And so people who are looking at it being like, oh, this sucked because everyone quit. It's like, no, no, no. That's what happens in this show. That's what this show is. You can coast through. How many times have we seen someone coast through the regular season? I'm saying the regular season of the challenge, right? And then you get to the finale, the playoffs, and then they just flame out. We've seen it so many times from so many tough, tough, tough competitors, whether it was Fessy, whether it was Johnny Bananas before, whether it was Wes, like we've seen this happen before. It happened. So to me at the very end, I was watching it as a viewer and someone who loves a challenge as I'm glad they held true to what the challenge is and made the finale really hard. So I was okay with it. Only the strong survive. Let's not dumb this down for these people so that they can win a backyard competition like it's Big Brother. Nah, this is a challenge. I'm glad that they held up that end of the bargain. Yeah, I, I like I said off the top of this episode, I liked the ending. Mm-hmm. Like you, I like that it proves that the challenge is the toughest reality TV show. Uh, we saw, like, we've heard so much about how, you know, all oh, survivor people would destroy this show. No, they didn't. Only <laughs> one did, or sorry, two did. Yeah. Only, and even then, like, Sarah struggled, right? Like, Danny is the only one that we can truly say did not struggle. He's the only one that didn't time out on anything. But, yeah. And he played in the NFL. How many times do you think someone playing, if you played high level D1 football, much less making it all the way to the NFL, do you know how many two-a-days you've done in your life where your body is just completely done and you have to mentally tell your body to give more? Like it makes total sense as to why Danny was the only one to compete and do this. And then also add in the fact that we talk about it all the time. You mentioned this a bunch of times this season. The people that show up to the MTV challenge now are like training for months upon months before they come on the show for this reason. If you were just coming off Survivor or just coming off of Big Brother, like Tyson, we know Tyson, the physical competitor he is, and he talks so much trash and he couldn't handle it because the weather elements made it such that his experience of marathons didn't matter. And that's the beauty of the challenge. Every time you think that you know what the game is, they flip it on you. Yeah. So, I mean, the counter argument is Tyson, you know, and he was talking big game. He mm-hmm. said, you know, I, I do stuff like this for fun. I do like, I do ultra marathons, you know, yeah. this is just a job, you know, this reminds me of time in Utah with my friends. Mm-hmm. So Tyson in this entertainment weekly article and like, I invite those listeners that are interested to check it out. It's called a, uh, hope i say his last name correctly tyson apostol breaks down the challenge usa ending and all those dqs uh and he basically whines about the challenge and his experience for the entire article it's basically a q a i can't break down all of his complaints because there are so many Mm -hmm. but off the hop he was mad because he says that they were told all along is $500,000 to the winner until the last day. And then on the last day, they said, actually, you split it. And so he's salty because he says, yeah, if it was, if we knew from the jump is for $250,000, I wouldn't have done it. 
which that's a lie. Okay. Um, and then he also complains. get a better agent. Like, don't you have contracts that you sign before you go on the show? Like, shouldn't all this stuff be in the contract? Anyways, and then he complains about the Sudoku level. He says, this is a, uh, an exact quote. I know the basic gist of Sudoku, but I've never played it. My understanding was, there was they were not letting me time out of that. I had a good 20 to 30 minutes there by myself before Danny even showed up. And then at least that amount of time while everybody else came through. So he says that basically most of them, the ones that quit, aside from Kayla, had never done Sudoku. They're not familiar with Sudoku. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, no, Kayla said that she is good at Sudokus. She just yeah. couldn't figure that one out. I remember her saying that in the episode. Yeah. Anyways. And he said that earlier stages, they were allowed to time out, which he's, he's right. Like mm-hmm. Sarah timed out of the puzzle one before the Sudoku. And Justine timed out of the math one with the decoder. Right. So his frustration point is and i'm going to read it verbatim is there was really no communication from production as to like what the next steps were we were just looking at it and they were like you have to finish that we're like we can't tell us how we don't know and then at that point i was just like i know i'm not finishing the sudoku puzzle because i don't fully know how to do it i've never done one before my only option is to just drop out So I understand his point about the timing out. Like, I get that. I get that being a beef, right? Like, why can't you time out of the other ones, but you can't time out of this one? So I understand that one. But once they tell you that you can't time out of it, you can't time out of it. Like, I don't, would, like, I don't know. Like, what, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do, right? There are your options and you chose to quit. So you quit. He also said he defended Angela's decision to quit. That's insane. Um, he, uh, I can't find the section, but he said that, so she was told that she would have to move two thirds of her pile rather than the full pile as she was alone. Okay. His argument was that's not half. That's still more than half. So she would have had to move more gravel than anyone else. Okay. He also said that none of them finished moving their gravel. The only ones that did were Dominic and Sarah. Sarah. And he said that at a certain point, production came to them and they're like, listen, we also are super tired. We have been awake just as long as you. We need to sleep. Mm -hmm. So everyone's going to sleep now. And we're just going to judge it based off of how far along you got. Okay. And he also said, like, if he'd known that, he just would have woken Angela up for like three minutes so she could like make a token effort and then she would have allowed to would have been allowed to continue. Okay, but hold on. That doesn't make sense. It's not like that's stupid because even if that is the case, she still quit. Yeah. And like they the production making that decision is obviously based on the fact that they thought you guys would complete it in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So they adjusted. He, he also said that it got harder because it was raining. So the gravel and sand Correct. was getting heavier, which I'll give sure. You that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also something they're all experiencing. Like that's mm-hmm. still an even playing field, right? Like yeah. it's, it's just as heavy for everyone. Yeah. Um, so 
you and I have been saying, we did not like Tyson throughout this episode. Like yeah. I said, off the hop, he undid all the goodwill he had built personally with me over the course of the season. I thought he was super whiny. And this article only made him look worse. I, he really comes off, in my opinion, badly. I think he comes off super whiny, uh, really making excuses because he got beat. And he got beat fair and square. Like he can complain all he wants about, you know, um, the fairness of not being allowed to time out. But the fact of the matter is Danny solved the Sudoku. Yeah. Period. But also faster. Yeah. And was able to con- like, that's, that's the game. And I'm sorry. Sudoku is not an uncommon puzzle. I play Sudoku every day. There's people mm-hmm. who were on the show, Danny, Sarah, Kayla who knew how to do it like it's in daily newspapers it's it's like it's not it's not that uncommon well the other thing is so Tyson I was skimming while you're just talking and like there's other complaints he makes his his whole beef seems to be that production was making up a lot of the rules as they go along yeah welcome to television bro and like (laughs) one of the things well one of the things he's saying he's like you know Justine was in last and she forgot the decoder thing Right. So instead of making her run and go back and get it and come back to the finish line, they just said to her, you just timed out of this part, your last place on this leg. To me, there's a difference between that and you just deciding like it's not like she said, I'm going to forget this decoder thing on purpose. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like there has to be some room for logic where it's like, hey, you forgot this. You didn't do it on purpose. And compare that to Angela telling you she's trying to be strategic, right? Yeah. It's not like she said, oh, my back, I'm hurt. Let me lay down for a sec and then try to get back up and do it. She just said, I'm going to sleep to save my energy for tomorrow and I'm going to be strategic. Well, you know what? The production staff decided we're going to be strategic and strategic your ass out of this game. Like what? I don't know. Whining, complaining. You lost, bro. And I get that they're making it up as they go along, but they're also making a television show. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to have, I'm going to side with production in a lot of instances because obviously I come from that background. I understand there's going to be a lot of things that you decisions you got to make on the fly. And again, you decided to quit. I think that they thought with all of them quitting as a group, that they were going to try to like bully production into being like, okay, so yeah, too. we'll just time you out and let you continue. And then production's so like, too. no, that's what I think. I think so too, because it's happened in the past where production has cut out from what is broadcast entire stages of the final. But the so, fact remains someone, in fact, I mean, Danny did it all mm-hmm. without timing out he did not time it on any stage so it was possible i want to i want to read something to you sure so here's a question as someone as someone who watched the challenge since the start you almost have to expect the inconsistency is a most consistent part of the show tyson laughs and says i noticed that survivors like the the finest oiled machine if one thing is incorrect or fails host jeff probes is immediately there making sure it's fixed this doesn't have any of that. This is like the machine that's never been oiled. I thought it was like an institution and it could be, and it should be, but I think they're just lacking a guy like Jeff probes, not as a host, but a guy who's willing 
and cares about this product to make sure that everybody has a similar experience and that there's consistency throughout so people know what to expect. If Jeff were working on this show every single day, he would have been screaming, somebody was getting fired. And I've only seen him do that two or three times on Survivor in four seasons. Okay, hold on, bro. You're taking strays at TJ. But also, I think the biggest point is this is not Survivor, bro. The reason why Jeff Probes can just appear in magical seconds is because his trailer's right over there. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going anywhere else, bro. You're not in the middle of a mountain at some point. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, geez. and this is also to your point the challenge, it's in the title. It's supposed to be a challenge, it's supposed to be significantly harder. People yeah. get fucked up on this show. This is was, not. Was it Georgia that like passed out in the desert when they were running that final yeah. War of the Worlds one? Like, come on, bro. If you've watched the challenge before, you've seen this happen. It's supposed to try to break you. That's the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, there's no rookies of the year this year because they're yeah. all rookies. So I'm sure I know the answer. But who killed it for you? Not just this episode, but this season. Zoe, Chris Breezy with the dance moves. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. no, it's, I mean, Danny obviously wins. Danny in a walk. Yeah, like, like Danny obviously wins. Sarah, again, I firmly believe that production at some point, I believe that she quit. And then they tried to get the others to continue. And they, they because they were all at the same spot, thought that as a group, they could all quit together. And then production would be like, okay, fine. We'll just make you time out and go. And production held firm and said, no, you don't make the rules. We make the rules and then let them quit. And then realize, okay, well, we need to finish. We need to make a woman win as well as a man, just so that we have the, you know, the whole photo op thing and all that fun stuff. And so they go back to Sarah and be like, Hey, are you sure you want to quit? Cause if you just make it, it's $250,000. Um, yeah. I also just think that you got to give the credit to Danny because maybe it wasn't fair that he's an NFL player going up against a bunch of other reality TV people, but I want to see him go on the normal challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd love to see him on the normal challenge. Obviously I agree. Not like, it's not just that Danny won. He at no point sacrificed his morals. I think he's probably the most, like the best combination of likable and successful on this season right like i found i was i found i was cheering for him this episode which is always the best indication of like who killed it but also just like you know he seems like a really nice good guy like i said i'd have a beer with him not that i drink beer i would have an alcoholic beverage with him and yeah it's it's danny in a walk um there is a new trailer for the upcoming season of the challenge, mm -hmm. uh, which we're not going to have the time to break down today, but we will, because we will do a preview of the next season whenever it drops. I'm very excited about this upcoming season. And I certainly have a lot of thoughts, but mm -hmm. some returning fruit themed people, but where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter ripping Tyson for complaining about his favorite <laughs> pair of sweatpants being stolen while on the season of the challenge. And he's complaining that production was stealing their clothes. And I don't know. Sure. Maybe all that stuff happened too. 
I don't know, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Go back to Survivor and enjoy Survivor, bro. I don't know what to tell you. The challenge isn't for everybody, and that's okay. Bring back the MTV challenge. Let's go. I'm hype. You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, and like and subscribe wherever you get this podcast. Uh, bless us with the like, bless us with the retweet, bless us with all that fun stuff. That's how you support the movement that is You Killed It podcast. Thank you to everyone who has written in comments and questions throughout. Continue to do the same. If we get flooded with feedback on this episode, maybe we'll, we'll jump up and do like another recap of this if the people are fired up, if the people demand it. And it'll take a lot, but if the people demand it, we're here. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J.H. Lee Hill. And until the next episode of You Killed It, this was You Killed It. (laughs) You killed it.